Howdy, folks. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suited for younger cowboys and cowgirls. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest podcast in the wilderness. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for Disney. I'm Scott and alongside me as always are my brothers from at least four other mothers. Adam, say hello Adam. And good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to it. Jason. Howdy. Mikey. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. And Tim. Howdy ho, neighbors. We're here to talk about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit more debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. Well, as you know, we've launched our, uh, we've launched both uh, iTunes and Podbean. We've now added Stitcher, so you can find us wherever you get your, uh, wherever you get your podcast feeds from. Uh, we also want to remind you to uh, go over there, give us a like, sh- uh, shout us out, give us a give a re- give a review. You know, lay five stars on us if you like it. Um, also, if you want to check us out on Facebook, we're at facebook.com/group/three-sheets. The number three. That's facebook.com/group/three-sheets. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Three Sheets Podcast. So as we get way, get underway this week, we're, I'm going to pass it off to Adam. He's going to host us off for this uh, this episode. So Adam, take it away. All right, guys. So what we're going to start with, we're thinking of starting something called Drink of the Month. So we're looking at, for me, was the first time I ever had a dark and stormy was actually in Disney World at Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, right in um, Polynesian Villas. And it start, comes with Gosling's Black Seal Rum, fresh lime juice, ginger beer, and something called fer, Falernum. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it's actually a Jamaican kind of simple sh- sugar setup. It's pretty damn awesome. So, I, so I, will, else uh, been? I will second this. So my wife and I, we honeymooned in Jamaica uh, and damn near drank about three of these a day. And they're amazing. Awesome. Has anybody else been to Grog Grotto yet? No. Not me, but I'm down for anything named Ferlernum. Because yeah, if, if, if the ingredients and, are already written in cursive, then that's the way I want to be talking <laughs> by the time I'm done. So give me give me anything with Ferlernum in it. it, I mean, it just sounds like an erogenous zone. Well, Touch my Ferlernum. Well, you know, I guess Frenulum. Frenulum, that's an erogenous zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it is. I think. <laughs> you want me to tell you where it is, Scott? You, want me to show, I, I, you, you know, know what? what? You want to point to it on the doll exactly where the frenulum is. You already told me which hole to put it in, so I think I'm good this week. The frenulum would be in the hole, yes, if you're doing it right. Uh, no, I, I love dark and stormies. They're great, and no, I've never been to Gragada. I'm hoping to get there. Um, this upcoming April trip, but if not, we're taking the in-laws in November and there'll be free babysitting. So that will definitely be, uh, definitely be some, (laughs) definitely be some Grog Grotto. Now, where is this, where is this, where is this, um, bar located at the Poly? All right. So it's actually, if you go into the Poly, it's actually down one of the long hallways, like off to the side, you actually might have to look for it a little bit. It's a new space that they put it in. Um, it was originally out in Disneyland, California, in the Disneyland Hotel. It was so successful out there, they finally brought it over to the Polynesian Resort. And it is just a fun place to go. Now, is that the one that's got think... the outside seating also? Yes. Yeah. By the pool? Yes. It's by the marina. Yes. No, it's yes. by the marina. By, by the marina. By the marina. Right. Okay. Yep. So you don't really awesome. have a lot of uh, childlike traffic, or no? Actually, past a certain time, you are not allowed to have children. I was going to say, is this? I've seen photographs. This is the uh, the little lounge that has like the the drinks in the zombie heads and you know crap like yes. that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it has the, the, fun, I... the fun chairs. 
<laughs> Fun chairs. Which, I... which are not. Which which are not back to the uh, the Adventures Club. There was a bar. There was a bar stool at the Adventures Club that would move up and down the magic chair. Uh, it was in Disneyland first. Yeah. No, no. They... It was in the Adventures Club first. No, it was in no, Disneyland. It's, it's first. been Disneyland. It's been in Disneyland since it opened. When did Grog Grotto and Disneyland open? Oh, uh, it's it's been a staple for a long time. They only have two benches that do it, and I seem to sit I'm on them pre- every time. Yeah, pretty much. What do they do? I don't understand. I'm they simple. slowly the stools slowly lower as you're sitting there. I mean, that it, just it, it sounds it like take... shitty design. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, I think it's pneumatic or hydraulic, but they they slowly lower. You don't really realize it at first, but then you look around and you're about eight to ten inches shorter than everybody else around you. So it's a gag chair. If you, ru- if you rub yeah, them, they go chair. up higher. Okay. Yeah, it's a gag chair. All right, so moving right along, we're going to go into some of the news that's been going on right recently, and I'm talking about all the expansion going on for the moderate resorts. It seems like a lot of these moderates are sort of turning into baby deluxes, and with all the news going on at Caribbean Beach and Coronado Springs, it's kind of getting interesting. Are they really going to class out? Are they going to make them full-blown deluxes? There's the rumor of the Caribbean Beach Resort getting its own little restaurant area. And that's what really separated a lot of the deluxe resorts to have a sit-down dinner, an upscale sit-down dinner, and transportation with the release of the rumored gondolas that I don't think are going to happen, or they're going to be something totally different than what we expect. Well, Adam, before you before you go any further, the I don't believe the gondolas are going to happen, but there is a very... The, the story is apparently 100% legit from cast member source that I have. It's 100% legit. However, the plans are legit. So that means just buildings. The, the, the plans that were filed, the permits that were filed were for buildings for transportation purposes. It did not – the plans actually did not say a Skyway-specific system. They said that a transportation system to be designed either Skyway or vehicle. So again, these could be, and and this is where I think I think they will will end up going, is because one of the one of the the buildings near Epcot is almost backstage, like back by the old Millennium Village. I think this might be a backdoor backstage transportation route between the new moderate deluxe slash DVC resorts and Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So what do you think, like a, an extension to the monorail? Not so much the monorail. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. Uh, the gondola, I think, is a it's a it's a weird system that is that is going to it's going to take away from sight lines. I mean, Disney is very very concerned with how things look on the sight lines, mm-hmm. and you're going to see these things go by. I mean, they can't go. They have to go at least 40 feet up in the air, or 30 feet up in the air, in order to make clearance of trees, highways. Uh, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna clear pretty much every building in World Showcase. Now, what exactly showcase. would a gondola be? Would it be a like a, I'm picturing a ski lift with an umbrella and a basket on a string? If if I could jump in, you know, real quick, I think I think the term gondola is isn't ne- it's not necessarily something that's riding so high above the ground. I, I really think that a gondola could be really any cable based transportation, so you wouldn't have to be really high off the ground, you know. You'd, you'd be, you know, it would seat probably, I don't know, 12 to 16 people, maybe. Um, and, and it, it, I mean, it would be basically like like a cable-powered tram, you know, kind of, almost. And and I don't think you'd have to have that 40 feet over the, over the you know, up as long as it was in a, a reasonable location. Personally, I don't, I don't, I don't see the, I'm like Scott, I don't see the gondola thing happening. It just doesn't make sense to anything. Well, it's not efficient, and then you have wind. I mean, look, you get anything higher than thirty mile an hour winds, they're going to shut down. So what the what the plans actually filed were several structures at key locations around the property, with some of these uh, structures exhibiting a distinct L shape, which were t- uh, which were typically used to change direction on overhead cable gondolas. So like the ones you see, like like uh, like Jason said, the ones you see on a ski lift where. You get on the this like inside cabin, almost like a um, like one of those big Ferris wheel cabins, and then you get transported along this cable, and then they change direction left and right. Um, so that's kind of what this is hinting at. Again, 
no no word gondola or skyway or uh, overhead transportation was actually listed in the permits. They're just building permits for uh, for these structures. Um, again, you know Disney goes through a long planning phase. They they don't they don't do anything on a whim. They take years to plan this. So this could be filing permits to see what exactly uh, you know what exactly they might want to do, and then and then hit it up for focus groups and see what focus groups say. And they may even have to do sightline tests later on. And those sightline tests are going to show that these are going to these are going to totally obstruct World Showcase. Well, the thing is, is that they're trying to make the DVC a Caribbean uh, a Caribbean Beach, the new building that they're building. They're trying to make a DVC. That's the rumor. Now, well, I think they DVC, are. Well, it's very rumored. It there's no definite timeline on that there's no definite yes or no on it in order to make it a dvc it has to have all the deluxe amenities oh unless unless they don't make it a deluxe dvc they make it as a moderate upscale dvc with a lower point ratio so with me dropping 19 points a night at poly it might only cost nine points there but then you would never get it. Exactly. Who's going to buy DVC when I'm going to be... Look, I stayed two weeks at the Caribbean Beach. I wasn't a fan. I'm not impressed by the resort. I mean, I know some people are going to probably cringe when I say that. 14 days, and it was the last time I was ever going to stay there. I would not be a DVC member and have to endure that bus system that they have there. Forget about it. Um, so they're going to have to do something. and it and That's and, what I'm saying. And, and it's going to have to be where it's appealing for me to drop thousands of dollars in membership fees to get to Epcot. And like Scott mentioned last episode was it's a, it's a long walk and you got to walk across the highway. That's not going to fly for me. I'm not going to walk a country mile to Epcot. Not going to happen. So, I mean, something's got to give. So I, I, I mean, it, it, something's got to come to fruition here. Very true. Now, now, now I'm kind of a moderate whore. I've stated all of them. Um, and I and I do like the Caribbean Beach. I like the theming, but it's goddamn huge. Coronado. I mean, so and so is Caribbean Beach or uh, Coronado Springs, and that's and that's that was. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, that one's actually well, been confirmed. The, the actually um, Caribbean Beach construction has already started. It's been confirmed. Oh, they just have it. Yeah, they. It's been confirmed. It's been out on the DVC blog and everything. It just they haven't announced if it's mm. DVC or not. The Coronado Springs is a little bit different. There's no mention or chance of DVC from what I heard on the rumor mills. They're talking about a 15-story tower that's going to add 500 rooms featuring suites and concierge-level services. <coughs> the resort will also refurbish its current resort rooms and transform its landscape with floating gardens and an island oasis that connects the resort through a series of bridges. Now, the, also... three of you, the three of you that are DVC, no. does that not scream DVC? No. It's it screams yes. to me. It actually starting to yep. scream business resort hotel. You're not talking about. They're saying they're suites and concierge level rooms. They're not saying they're family suites. They're saying actually suites, and that kind of changes the di- that dynamic. Yeah, if they would put the word DVC. studio, but, in I mean, there. isn't Coronado the Sold. biggest business mm-hmm. uh, resort that they have? Are all the most of the conventions at the Coronado? Right. It was built for the corona. It was built to have all the business resorts. And you're also talking about it. The new tower is going to look over the centerpiece of the resort. It will be guest experience is something truly unique and rooftop dining. Now, that's kind of something that I am excited about. That would be cool. Because you're going to have a panoramic view at 15 stories up in Disney World. That's going to be awesome. But other than that, is there a a need (coughs) for another almost deluxe business resort now i've stayed i've stayed at coronado twice i love it i love coronado i love the south you know and again this is probably me growing up in uh, southern california i love (laughs) i love the southwest theming i love the ranchero style buildings i i love the music it's the 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 Laguna Bar with margaritas day and night. You know, is it's a, it's such a, a large resort as it is. You Does see, it really I... need to get any bigger? It is. <laughs> it is, and I will say that when I took my in-laws there, they remarked, uh, and it was their first time in Disney in probably twenty years. It is. It is huge. 
they did not like the bus system. They wait. We waited around a lot for the buses. And uh, I think that um, I, I think if that's where they want to improve transportation, not so much adding a gondola system or adding a new monorail, hire more bus drivers. You hear me, Bob? Hire bus drivers. Okay, no, here's the, the thing, including the one on your. The ship. gondolas are going nowhere near the Coronado either. Even on the plan, it's going nowhere near that resort. Well, the but as far as the busing goes, like we were down there and we were um, we were at the Caribbean Beach and we were we were slotted for low crowd count that week and um, so <laughs> wait. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. This is where we're going to throw it. Watching. For those of you and watching, this is why we can nipple. never ever show this video tonight. for anybody. Sorry, audience. We're a bunch of jokesters tonight. We're gonna... <laughs> we, we actually had a good... Back on track, fellas. Back on track. <laughs> he did. Back on track. The busing, the busing as far as hiring more buses, um, here's the thing. If you hire a bunch of full-time people, you have to employ them during off-season, okay? Uh, when we went to the Caribbean Beach that one time, our first week was fine. The second week, we still were reported low crowd counts. Well, something happened where it didn't. And we actually went from a literal touring plan of a 3 to a 9 and 10 at the Magic Kingdom. Wow. Busing was an hour to an hour and a half for me to get to the Magic Kingdom. Okay, it was absolutely ridiculous. Well, by the end of the week, they actually had different buses and bus drivers coming in, and but it took them a couple days for them to even try to try to get other bus drivers. And I would imagine they were pulling double shifts. You know what I mean? So mm. unless it is an automatic system, I don't know. I don't. I mean, you can add more buses, but what are you going to do with these bus drivers in the off season? But that's that's the thing is we're getting to a point at Disney where there is no off season. I mean, looking at the tour, looking at touring plans and the crowd calendars, we have obviously it's President's Day weekend. (coughs) It's usually between sevens and eights, but they're predicting for the next two weeks sevens and eights. I mean, February used to be a dead time. We used to only Uh, go in February because there was nobody there. Not this week. This week, New York is out of school. I know. For, I know. So, I mean, anytime the East Coast is out of school, yeah. those numbers go bumping up. And it, it, it's proven fact. I mean, what do you got? I mean, Two like, million kids in school in New York? A million and a half? I mean, literally? Yeah, seriously, it, a million and a half people or kids? Well, there's. I mean, I mean we, we're going to be going down in November. And I'm pretty sure we're running into Jersey Week. And you know what? You, yeah, yeah, you cannot catch me going during Jersey that's Week. That's not a good time. That week, all the kids are off school for uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And basically, it's a, it's a free five-day weekend down in Disney World for almost everybody in Jersey. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's notorious up here. It's well known yeah, up it, here it, that it's you don't rough. go Fuck anywhere that. near I'd... Disney during Jersey Week. So I got to look at that and find out when that is. But I'm excited for the Caribbean or the Caribbean and Coronado renovations. I really am. I mean, I think that uh, I I think that that resort needs a plus. Um, But does it need a deluxe plus? I mean, mean, it could use it. It could use it. When we went the last time we were there, we took my father-in-law, who's in hotel management, and he remarked. And I think this goes to the, the you know the story from a couple of weeks ago. The housekeeping was bad. The the you know the rooms just didn't have that new feel, that freshness to them. And I think that this resort could use that. Uh, I'm excited for some new dining options. Pepper Market Mara. used to be really good, and then it went to a media yeah media, mediocre mm-hmm. buffet. Rick's Lounge is phenomenal. I I will say I like Rick's Lounge. I hated it when we went. It was I so it. bad. It was a bunch of lecherous businessmen trying oh, to pick up oh, a 14-year-old lecherous. I mean, it, I, it, there was no point to go there. That place but, That place reeked of cell phone holders berries. and LinkedIn connections. Exactly. Is but, LinkedIn I mean, still a here's thing? Here's the thing, though. Are you going to want to pay deluxe prices no. to stay there? No. I won't. No. no. And that's, what's, that's what yeah. I can see happening. They're going to have to pay for this somehow. If they're not making it DVC, the money has to come from somewhere. 
and all your prices are going to go up for these same rooms that you're already renting for a cheaper amount than your regular deluxe. Right. Yeah, and and you know, unfortunately, that's going to go from two what is it two twenty a night usually uh, to probably two eighty two ninety. Yeah, which is no. I, I could I wouldn't stay there for that kind of money. No, no, because you can go you can go over to the Waldorf for an extra ten bucks a night. Well, not only that, it's just like you can go up to Animal Kingdom large for an extra ten bucks, twenty bucks a night. Yeah, I mean, you can still stay in the bubble and actually stay in a deluxe that you would be able to take a monorail from, take a boat from, or be in walking distance to one of the parks. Jason, what are you drinking there? Uh, I got a Crown Old Fashioned. Ooh, I like it. Tim, what do you got in your glass tonight? I've got Maker's Neat. Ooh, nice, nice. And this is the Old Pultony. Single malt scotch, 12 years. It's delicious. And uh, this is for Mark. It's in my Cardinal's glass. Spring training starts just around the corner. I can't wait. So, Adam, our feature topic for the week. Well, we're going into Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is known as a kid's park. So we're going to try to adult that up a little bit because this is an adult podcast. And we're going to see what what's in the Magic Kingdom for adults. So we're going to start with breakfast, fast pass selections, Otherwise, not till miss, and then dinner. Now, I might have cheated on my list a little bit, but I'm sure no. other people have too. Just a little. I'm the host. I'm allowed. That's that's the rules. I make the rules, and I can break them. So, we're going to start. Scott, why don't you start us off with your breakfast? All right. So, having uh, uh, Andrea, my wife, and I, uh, we have took our first trip down together uh, for our first anniversary, and... We, we went down for about five years without kids uh, where um, where we did spend a lot of time in the Magic Kingdom. And, and the Magic Kingdom is absolutely for adults. So one of our favorite things is uh, to, to do is, first of all, uh, we're not getting up for the, uh, for the, uh, the opening show because that's like 8 o'clock in the morning. It's, way it's on the stage now, right? So – but – yeah, it's now on the stage. The stage now, but we're, there's no way we're getting up. We, we were we were getting up now with a kid. We're getting up at like six thirty in the morning. Uh, so we would do breakfast around like nine nine thirty ish at Crystal Palace. I love the Crystal Palace. Uh, I've been there with my family, with friends, with my wife, and now my kid. The Crystal Palace is a great breakfast. It's inside the Magic Kingdom. Uh, Winnie the Pooh and friends are there. It's really good the the stuffed french toast the breakfast lasagna oh yeah uh are phenomenal dishes uh you you can get eggs omelets uh fruit bagels cereal everything the, everything that the normal buffets have there plus the uh like i said the the stuffed french toast and the breakfast lasagna but it's a great way to get in the park even if all right even if you want to get up early and get there first you can you can get there and get through the the through the breakfast in 45 minutes to an hour and be, be in the park almost before anyone else is there. Uh, but, but even as adults, it's a great way to start the day. And as, as adults without kids, probably breakfast is the one character, uh, character dining that you're going to do because most, I mean, unless you're drinking mimosas of blood and Mary's that you're not going to really do too much alcohol at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, but then during the day, uh, I would say you, you definitely want to hit up rides because they're always fun. Pirates is great. Um, Haunted Mansion's one of my, my probably my favorite ride. Uh, but as far as going for three fast passes, I think for me uh, the must three the must do threes are Big Thunder. Yes, uh, I like the western the western kind of theme to it. Uh, it's the only roller coaster Andrew will go on. Uh, well, no, because also my next one is Mine Train. I, I do like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's it unless you fast pass it. I don't think it's worth the time because it's a very very short ride. It's like a minute. Yeah, and it's, half, it's, minute it's, it's cute. It's short. It is. It's super short, but it's fun. Um, but I like it. the The animatronics are great. Uh, I do like the ending with the the cottage from uh, with all the the dwarves and uh, Cinderella or um, fuck Snow White. Dancing. You're fucking Snow White. Is that what I just heard? <laughs> Have you been to Epcot? 
<laughs> Not yet, but I will. Uh, but uh, it, it's a good ride. It's it's very short, and I wouldn't do. I wouldn't wait around for it. But I would fast pass that one. And then uh, you know this one gets a lot of crap because it's a it's a ninety minute wait. But you got to fast pass Peter Pan. Uh, it's a classic wait, ride. Wait, wait, wait. Really though? Yes. Why? I, look, <laughs> as a kid in Disneyland, that was the best ride. And by the way, the Disneyland wait is like next to nothing. No, that's changed. The when we went, Has yes, it? when we went, we went what two years ago, and that line was, it was the most ridiculous wait we had the whole trip. Oh, see, back in the eighties, back in the nineties, that was like walk on, no joke. Well, they they updated it but, and it did all the uh, the new special effects with the fire and the fire. What? Now he's talking about he's, uh, J, uh, Tim is um, I'm sorry. Tim is drunk. No, I'm not drunk. He's talking about I'm Big drunk. Thunder. I'm out of it. I, <laughs> which, I got something. Which version of Peter Pan is this? Because I fucking want to yeah, go on it. I I don't remember the fire <laughs> on I, Peter I, I Pan. If you remember I'm last right podcast, right I said give me fire and I'm fucking there. Let, let me let me burn down the city of London with a fairy and you know a, a boy that never de- ages. Holy shit! Tim. Well, Mikey, it would, no, I thought we were talking about it would, Big it would be the third time that city's I've burned. Got something, we need to pause. I got a personal issue going we need on right pause. now. <laughs> oh, okay. does it involve right. inflammation? Uh, so the the reason you know, and again, the reason I like Peter Pan is it's a classic childhood ride of mine going to Disneyland with my grandma. Um, but also I have an affinity for London. I studied there. Um, I, uh, I kind of met my wife there. Uh, we both went on the study abroad to, to England and, and that's kind of how we connected. So I have affinity for Peter Pan and I really like the ride. Um, I know it's a cliche, but I think if you're going to do it, you got a fast pass because, uh, I've, I've gone to trips where I haven't even done it because we haven't had a fast pass and I'm not waiting more than 25 minutes yeah, for that. But it's it's a it's a 90 second ride, 85 second ride that I'm not going to sit there and wait around for an hour. I, I say on. do that for Yeah, and I say do that first thing in the morning and see that queue yes. because yeah. that queue is fucking awesome. Yes. I I am excited to do that. Maybe and maybe this trip will do that because I I've I've heard great things about the queue. I've seen photos and videos of it and it looks really cool. Um so you know, it, it, as an as an adult in Disney, you don't have to eat at five o'clock in the evening for dinner because your kid's not dying for chicken nuggets somewhere. So what we like to do is we we often would space out breakfast, lunch, and then dinner. So around like one o'clock, we would go do dinner or go do lunch. And for me, I think as an adult, you're going to want to get away from the Magic Kingdom at the time. And one of the one of the restaurants I really liked as an adult was the wave uh it's out of the out of the way of most of the character stuff at contemporary uh it's not crowded it, is that right next to chef mickey there it's no downstairs. no no you go downstairs. you go downstairs you go down the escalator and it's a, it's in the basement and it's dark it's uh quiet there's very few kids there they've got a really good bar with some great local brews on tap um there's a uh, and and we actually my the liquor store by my house has the Sweetwater IPA from uh, from out from Orlando. It is a really good beer, and the uh, the Waves got a bunch of those local brews on tap. Um, and I and I think the food the food is way underrated. I, I it it gets that atmosphere of a business hotel. It it it's know, restaurant. It's... That's what I got from it. The times that I've walked in there, it, it's very stiff. Well, that's a problem with the contemporary in general, though. I feel it. It can feel very sterile. It, it's yeah, that it modern looking thing that you know. It just it doesn't feel all that welcoming all the time. No, but that and that's why as an adult you kind of want to get away from the kids, get away from the families. Get away from what Jason called last week the uh, families that looked like they'd been in uh, a war zone. And you can get there from the uh, transport ticket and transportation center by the monorail. Yeah, you can you walk. Go, no, what you, you you can actually walk from the Magic Kingdom over to the Contemporary. Okay, now. it's so easy. You always could. You always could. It's just it 
Well, you, you always could, but now they have a stoplight across that intersection where the buses roll Oh, through. come on. It was much more fun to play chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you playing Frogger. Well, that's the, that's the, Frogger uh, with the Disney transport a system. member road, though, that it, you cross, don't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we drove down that the last time we went in, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> Did you hit anybody? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the one thing about being adults is you don't have to spend the middle of the afternoon in the park. So what I would recommend and uh, is to go to lunch, go back to your resort, relax, chill, go to the pool for a little bit, and then come back just before dinner. Go to the Magic Kingdom just around sunset. It's a really nice place to be. And then because you're, you're already going to have two sit-down uh, meals at different uh, different places, you can space out dinner till about 8 o'clock, 8.30, 8.45. And I know this is going to go – it's way too cliche to say, go to Ohana, go to California Grill. Check out Narcoozies. Get a lapu-lapu. Check out Narcoozies. Mm. Well, you could, but this is over the Grand Floridian now. <laughs> the Grand Flow. <laughs> go over – Grand, go over to the Grand Flow. It's all on the track. Check man. out Narcoozies. Yeah. It is It is a really nice restaurant on the water featuring um, seafood, steak. Uh, but the best part is if you go around Wishes Time, they pipe the music in. You can see the fireworks from there. You can watch the, uh, the fireworks in the windows. But it's a really nice low-key restaurant there are some kids there but it's not so not not as much as ohana um and uh, i mean obviously california grills a lot of adults uh but um is a really good restaurant they do have a little bit of an upscale dress code uh you don't have to have the jacket like uh, citricos or victorian alberts but um i'd recommend you know because as again as an adult you can go back to the room change Dress a little nicer than um, tank top and cargo shorts. They won't let you in with a tank top. They'll let you in with. No, they they'll won't. let you in with a t-shirt though and a pair of shorts. Yeah, they will. They will. They're 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 very accommodating as far as the dress code. But um, afterwards, head over to Miser's Lounge, finish up there, and then you know at a time when the when the Magic Kingdom's open till you know one or two a.m. Finish up Miser's Lounge and go uh, go park hop a little bit. Go to go to Magic Kingdom for a little bit and ride Space Mountain after a couple of scotches. Awesome, Scott. So scotchy, you know. scotch, scotch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jason, you've never been there without kids. So, what would be your dream trip without kids to do? What would you do? Well, <clears throat> the last two times we've gone, we now the kids were a little bit older. We um we have utilized Lilo's Playhouse. So we have had a couple day nights. Um, the, and Magic Kingdom itself is uh, absolutely, is my favorite 100%. Uh, Rachel and I will always go there first. You know, as far as breakfasts go as a couple, you know, we've never experienced it. Honestly, I, I can't. I mean, we've eaten breakfast at any place. I mean, we've eaten at every restaurant except for two there, um, and, and there's reasons behind it. But the breakfast at inside the parks, I, I just, I'm indifferent, to be honest with you. I'm just indifferent. And um, as far as buffets go, fantastic. You know, the, the Crystal Palace, what Scott mentioned, it, I mean, it's a, it's a Disney buffet. It's, it's great. Um, Jay, Jason, have you ever been to Cinderella's yet? No, there was Cinderella's and that one uh, right next to the ice cream shop. Oh, that's Plaza the burgers and shit. Yeah, the Plaza. Those those are the two that we haven't eaten at, and it's because one, I don't give a shit about eating with a bunch of princesses with two boys. You throw Darth Vader in there, we're <laughs> we're solid. Um, and number two is is I don't I'm not gonna sit. We always do a meal plan, no matter what, and I'm not gonna waste a sit down credit on hamburgers. So I would rather pay out of pocket for the plaza. Well, if I'm gonna pay out of pocket, I'd rather have something I want. So we've just kind of shied away from there. And the the so, truth the said, truth, Jason, is the breakfast at Magic Kingdom. There's not that many options. Uh, I know be our guest has offered breakfast, but I've heard nothing horrid. but bad things about it. I, it's it's it's. And we've eaten there twice. We've given it a shot twice. And look, it, I, I've had dinner there, and I know J- uh, Tim and Adam have had dinner there. 
The food is just it's so average. mediocre. It's just average food. There's nothing special about it. The the, the special thing about it is the atmosphere. And, That's it. Yeah. And our first time eating dinner there was, I thought the meal was top-notch. I mean, Rachel got the scallops. They were just perfect. I... I'm one of those guys that I looks I look at um, the the lamb you know I look at uh, like uh, lamb on the on the menu and I want to like it so much because it's such a pretty meal and I fucking hate it and it suckers me into it where I know I'm gonna order that shit because it looks just <laughs> beautiful I'm like but you know I'm I'm picturing this beautiful and uh, and it so and they give they give you these three tiny fucking is, pieces of lamb yeah, chops it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate lamb, and I know why I even do it. And it's like thirty bucks down the drain. But anyways, um, the meal was, but it was, it was the meal. The the meat was picked per the cooked perfect. Um, her scallops were amazing. It was a great time. We went there again, and it seemed mm. like the service has gone down. And we talked about this off off you know off off of uh, recording here. And I almost questioned was it. Um, and they're, they're they're herding you in like cattle, and and the the chefs are back there trying to get the meals out and trying to get because yeah. they got. I would imagine they have quotas too. Why why what's taking you so long? I got, you know, why did you only push five hundred families through here from eight to five? You know, and so um, yeah, those are those are questions that I would um, like to sit down with a cast and go, what what the fuck is going on with your guys' meals here? They they they're not worth me sitting down and dropping one hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred dollars for a, a small family of four to eat. And then I'm throwing in another 25 to $30 tip. And, um, you know, yeah. what's, uh, actually it's more, it would be more than that. Um, you know, so I'm sitting here at $250 for my family and, I, and I'm walking away going, cool. Yeah. I got to see the beast walk in, you know, and, and I, and I expect more from Disney for that. So and- I think magic kingdom restaurants as a whole are fillers for the experience and I cannot recommend any restaurant in there that is an absolute must. You have to do this. I can't do it. And and that would be it would be dishonest for me to say that you have to do this restaurant when you go there. As adults, I'm not talking as kids now. I mean, character interactions a totally different thing. But as adults, there is not one restaurant throughout I say that you have to do because there isn't. Not when I can take the monorail and go have a phenomenal meal at epcot or i can you know and it's only i'm only 20 minutes away from epcot you know i mean so there's my two cents True on story, the Jason. meal aspect In, of it uh 11 trips we've eaten a sit-down meal at magic kingdom once yeah same here no no i no, mean i'm mean, no sit down dinner i that was a be our guest yeah and and i oh, okay. won't go back we okay. actually had a uh, uh adr for be our guest this trip canceled it yeah, we didn't. No bother. There's there's no point to go there. The food is so blah. I mean, I I wouldn't go. It's not awful. Well, well, Scott, you can't. That would be unfair. It's not maybe for your sophisticated palate, but for mine, the food is good. But it's not. I'm on vacation and I want to drop two hundred dollars with my wife. And it's her and I on a date night. Good. It's good where like I'm sitting with my kids and everybody's got a little something that they're gonna when go you away can, happy. When you can that. take a boat four minutes away to the Poly, to the Grand Flow. Yeah, but you're paying a lot more money for those restaurants. I mean, not much. No, you're not you're much. talking. I mean, if you're looking at just if you're looking at the meal plan aspect of it, the ones that you're looking at are two credits. Narcosis is two credits. Um, the um, I think almost all of them in Grand Floridian are two credits, except for um, the character meal. So if you're looking at the meal plan, you're going to be using a lot of money on those. But look at take the best the best sit down restaurant in Magic Kingdom and compare it to Ohana. There is no see, comparison. I hated Ohana. There's no comparison. See, and I love Ohana, and that's and that I thought the <laughs> food. I mean, the, the the meat was amazing coming off the grill and. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna mute Adam here off this show. For the it rest could, of the time, to be man. fair, it it could have been the company we were well, with. It's also to been, be fair, and it's been ten years since we've been to Ohana. Okay. To be fair, we went to Ohana okay. ten years ago. We haven't been back. In fairness to Adam and Tim, okay. It depends on when you go and when you get there. I've been to Ohana where it's phenomenal, and the the steak is cooked, you know, nice and medium 
rare or medium, whatever they do. And they usually do medium because that suits everybody. The the shrimp are good and the chicken's good. But then I've also been to Ohana and I've been there about four times for dinner where the chicken is dry. The steak is overdone. Mm-hmm. The shrimp are rubbery. And you it's it's really luck of the draw whether you get a good time or whether they have put out some good food right then and there. It's just it's it's hit or miss. Definitely true. I I would I would add, you know we've been to Ohana enough. I've never had a bad meal. If I would have experienced that, I would have immediately went to to the to the management and said your food is off. I'm not a schmuck trying to get a free meal. I'm telling you it's not up to par. I have no problems doing that because I have Disney has a standard, especially you, Adam, as a shareholder. Oh, you have a standard. I, I expect you stock. to make that, <laughs> and if it's off, yeah, no, I agree. But but you know what I mean. But but there is accountability, and and I have no problems with that. And either you can fix it, um, or or I can walk away, and I'm going to take my credit, and I'll just go right next door and sit down and have a, and have a great meal there because I will. Um, but you know, Disney's always been where they they'll take care of you. They're, I've I've never had a bad meal at Ohana. I mean, it's always been perfect every time for me. All right. I'm going to try it, not this coming trip, but we have a trip planned at the end of September, beginning of October. I'll try it again, just on your word. Adam, is that when you're going to do my Lapu Lapu challenge? Okay. No, I'm doing Lapu 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 in April. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, let me get my fast pass. Yeah, what, you, what are you okay, doing, Jason? Adult, what's your I, What's your I, three fast passes? Being an adult doesn't mean that you have to be a partier. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with Scott, and I'm gonna say you must fast pass Peter Pan. And here's why: that is a ride that I've experienced with my family. I've experienced it with my my uh, my wife's grandpa. I have experienced it with my parents, um, and and above all, I've experienced it with my kids. And that is the thing about Disney, and it's the same with you guys, is when I'm with you and, and like we're interacting here, nothing else in the world matters. My time at Disney is stress-free. I don't think about anything. There's no politics. There's no religion. There's no world problems. There's no economic issues. There's no problems in my life. I am with my family. And that being said, it has subsects where I can step on a ride and just thoroughly enjoy it. And when I can ride that with my wife, and it just kind of just it lets us solidify that that emotion that we have where it's like, this is cool. You know what I mean? Um, mm. And then Buzz Lightyear. Got to do Buzz. My wife and I are very competitive. I mean, we, she, um, uh, you can do a whole other segment on this, but she found a little cheat shot, <laughs> and she was fucking getting like 150000 or 200000 more than me, and I'm like, bullshit. So she found a little sweet spot. And um, But anyway, so I've searched for it since then. And on the third one... Uh, you know, she's not going to do mine train. My family tried it. They all hated it. Um, and when I say hate it is uh, the pictures my kids are it, it, it probably a, it's child abuse. If you look at the pictures, they were mortified. I mean, it was it's classic. It's just a classic picture. Um, for my third one, I, I don't, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm not, oh, Haunted Mansion. What the hell am I thinking? Haunted Mansion is my third one. I mean, there's no to, to sit and write. I mean, that, I could sit and write. But, Jason, you can walk on to Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Most times. Depends on the time of year. Here's the thing. I don't like. True. I don't True. want to take that chance. Okay? And I don't sit and wait for the rides. I don't want to sound pompous about it. I don't fucking wait in lines. If I see a lot, if I see a ride that is, is more than 20 minutes, I'm not riding it. You know, we go to Disney enough where I don't have to. And... Um, there's not going back to is any ride worth waiting that long <laughs> the point is is no fair <laughs> absolutely true that's true there there is not a ride at disney that that is worth waiting around for now i'm not busting on disney i love it and i love every one of those rides but once you ride it, it okay let me ask you this first time disneyer goes and waits an hour and a half to ride um, in and a half roller coaster, they're gonna come off and look at me and go, "Fuck right. you for Stupid, recommending." You're absolutely right. Yeah, they're not, they're not they're coming, not coming back. back. No, you're right. Right? No, they're not. Or who's gonna wait 50 minutes to ride Peter Pan? They're gonna go, "Are you fucking kidding True. me, dude? Are you kidding me? I waited an hour and a half for this. Are you kidding me?" So really, there's not. 
some people will do it, but that's just not me. I I can't do that. I'm mean, that's not designed. Like <laughs> Halfway through, I got to pee. True story. Over True again. story. Jason has already peed so, four times in this podcast. Pretty much. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's your dinner, Jason? Dinner at Magic Kingdom. Um, mm, mm. I'll tell you where not to eat. Don't eat at that Skipper Canteen. That just makes me so fucking angry that they fuck. Yeah, when that was it. When that was announced, I was so excited for that because I thought it was going to be so fun. It was going to be engaging. And uh, my my cast member friend told me about the food. Mm -hmm. And I have yet to be there. Mm. And I don't know if I will be there. I honestly felt ripped off. I mean, I got this bowl of soup. I don't remember. You know, it was a couple years ago. Um, I got this bowl of soup. And it was like like $22 or $24 for this thing. And it sucked. I mean, I at least wanted uh, – I mean, I can go downtown to my local mm. Chinese place and get some pho. That's phenomenal. I expected this to be at least palatable. Or, and I'm, I'm eating this, and I'm looking at my wife, and she's is, like, yeah, no. And I'm J- like, my kids Jason, are like, is that no, what, is that no. what it was supposed to be? Were they having, like, pho there? No. no, it wasn't a pho, but it was like a um, – uh, it was a – if I'm not mistaken, yeah, oh, some curry you know, this, you know what? I'm, I'm you know really what? It's probably a, a, a kind of a mirrored dish of the one that's at Yak and Yeti, which is actually pretty good. But you see, if if, if you don't season it right, and if if it's not flavorful, it's just bland. Well, uh, from what I understand, they also offered the whole fish fried that they had. They actually serve at Tiffins, and that's not going forward at Magic Kingdom. It, they had it there, and yeah, I know, but that's, it wasn't. That's not gonna, it wasn't wrapped properly. And yeah. everybody bashed it. So I, I think there's something mm. wrong in that kitchen. Because I actually had the whole fish at Tiffin's, and it was fucking awesome. So I, I think there's something going on that, that that it kind of fucking pisses me off a lot that they missed that opportunity. Because that could have been fucking amazing, and they just fucking lost it. That Adam, that, that, that exactly. restaurant could have been amazing. And instead of going with that... They could have expanded the menu a little bit better because it was very specific on that. What was it? Indian? Indian what is the? I think they lost that, the trail of what it was supposed it's to be. Of, it, it's very like Indo-Asian, where it's like yes. Indian okay. and curry and everything, and this and that, and that's mm. fine. But make the shit right. Anyways, point is, don't eat there. Go get macaroni and cheese and pot roast. <laughs> I will go wrong. With I will that. say. I, I, w- I will second that. There are about 10 better quick service restaurants than any of the sit-down yeah, restaurants at Magic Kingdom. Very, very true. All right, so we're going to close this up. Everybody gave their pretty much reports of what they do in Disney without kids, so I'm going to pass it to Jason to start our closing. Well, first of all, on our Three Seats uh, site over on Facebook, I want to I make some honorable mentions. Um, we just got it up. Things are starting to go. Uh, we have Scott actively posting. Um, and some of the other people that are out there uh, that are liking comments, contributing comments, um, Paul, Andrea, um, uh, Jillian. Uh, we've got a couple people out there that, if I missed you, I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling through the Facebook. We appreciate you guys out there liking, clicking stuff, adding what you need to add. Um, it, it's what makes this fun is because of you guys. And, and all of you are, are simply just awesome people. Um, I want to also uh, wish Sarah Coyle luck. I think she's got a. I think she's running next week in the Princess Marathon, the Princess Half. So she's she's an admin on our on our page, luck, and uh, let's luck, wish Sarah. her luck. And I hope she can um, have an amazing experience. And 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 my personal thing in closing here, and I'll pass it on, is um, keep it Disney, guys. Keep it happy. Um, sometimes you get chops in the chin, and and believe me, we've all been there. And uh, take that moment to appreciate what you have. And, um, and I'll end it with, uh, Walt, wherever you are, buddy, thanks for everything. So we want to thank you for joining us this week on Three Sheets of the Mouse. Remember, um, we, want to, we, we always want to talk about Mikey's uh, T Public page, the www.themagicalmeltdown.com. 
Uh, again, I'm actually wearing my district baseball T-shirt. He designed it for me from a shirt worn by the uh, couple of members of the Nationals uh, team. Uh, Bryce Harper, Jason Worth, Anthony Rendon, they all wore this shirt. Uh, not designed by Mikey, but Mikey designed it for me because I love uh, baseball. Uh, but he is a wonderful designer. Go check out www.themagicalmeltdown.com. He's got some great links to his site, his uh, his T Public site. Uh, go purchase the Uncle Walt shirt if you're gonna be in Disney and you don't have the Uncle Walt shirt, you're doing it wrong. Um, also, we want to we want to uh, we want to plug this week uh, a different podcast, uh, Storybook Julius. Uh, I have enjoyed your podcast. You don't know me. But I do. I, I we have interacted on Two Men of the Mouse uh, group Facebook. I love your show. Uh, we all we all enjoy your show. You are uh, fantastic, and uh, we hope you keep doing what you do. Uh, but uh, thanks for joining us. Remember to check out our Facebook group, facebook.com/group/three the number sheets. That's three sheets. Interact with us. Comment. Post. Share your drinks in the parks. Share your friends. Um, just show us what you're doing you know become part of the three sheets nation um uh we we've talked about a group name for you guys uh sheeters i think is uh probably the best thing sheetheads sheetheads is probably sheetheads you're right sheetheads is probably the best so become a sheethead uh go over to facebook.com slash group slash three sheets uh join us uh comment like post uh share us what you're doing and uh and we'll uh we will all interact with you if you like the show we are we are now on itunes we're now on pod uh Podbean. we're on uh podomatic we're on uh uh stitcher uh, itunes did you forget that itunes yeah no we're on itunes so if you're if you if you're on itunes go over there uh give us a review and, you know if you like the show give us a five-star review we'd we'd really appreciate it uh, give us a, give us some constructive feedback because we're all about that. We'll, we'll we'll look to better ourselves through you guys. Oh, don't be a dick. Leave five stars and then private message me the credit. Leave, yeah, yeah, don't be seriously. a dick. <laughs> also, follow us on follow us on Instagram. I run the Instagram. I post a lot. Uh, that is at Three Sheets Podcast. We're on Twitter at the same handle at Three Sheets Podcast. Um, closing remarks, Jason, take us away. Uh, Tim, Adam, Mikey, and Scott was fun. Again, you guys have a great week to all everybody that's out there that downloads this. I hope this can get you through a Wednesday and uh, push you guys into the weekend. You guys are awesome. And um, just keep it Disney. Adam, I want to thank you for hosting this week. You are, you are phenomenal. What are, your, what are your closing remarks? Keep it Disney. I just keep it Disney. I love that comment, and I think I'm going to roll with it. So that's it. All right, all right, Tim. <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim, your uh, your closing remarks. Your four best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> your four okay. best friends. So, thank you for your time, for this time, and until next time. So long for just a while. And thank you. Alright guys, look, we're gonna we're gonna hit pause here because we could sit and talk Disney for hours, and literally we do talk for hours. So I don't want you to miss anything. We have a great second half of this episode coming up next week. Uh, you're definitely not going to want to miss Tim and Adam's touring plans. They are phenomenal. 